This first reading um, about the interaction between Samuel and Eli, priest Eli, and then, of course, God calling to Samuel is very interesting. We're told that Samuel didn't really know the Lord uh, because the Lord had not revealed anything uh, about himself uh, to Samuel. So Samuel is sleeping, and he hears a voice wake him up, you know, calling out to him. And so he figures it must be somebody else. You know, he's not thinking a disembodied uh, person, as it were. He's thinking it must have been Eli in the other room. So he goes and checks, nope. And this happens three times until Eli figures out, oh, it must be God calling him. So Eli basically says, look, the next time it happens, uh, not only listen for it, but respond. Respond to the Lord. It's the Lord calling out for you. So demonstrate your willingness to not only listen, but to do what the Lord is asking. And of course, you know, Samuel tells the Lord that he is his servant. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In other words, what is it that you want? What is it that you need from me? What's presented here, of course, is a general disposition that all believers should have, a disposition of listening to, for God's word. God doesn't always speak. Um, it's not as though there's just chatter going on all the time from God, but there are particular moments where God very clearly does speak. But if we're not listening or if we're distracted, we will miss it will miss what he's saying. Or even if we're too distracted, we won't even recognize that it's him. And I think that this is, uh, this is particularly true uh, today, given our multimedia uh, situation, social media as well, all of that. There, you know, you can't go very long without your phone chirping at you or buzzing or, you know, telling you, pick me up, look at me, look at me. Um, you know, our culture of, of being plugged into something all the time, you know, even, even watching the news, it doesn't really matter what channel, every two minutes, it's breaking news. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It's like a drug. And in fact, all of these companies, that's exactly what they treat their product as. They're all drugs. They're all meant to keep our attention, hold our attention, so that they can sell more products. That's why they exist. Now, they'll tell you, you know, if it's CNN or Fox, I'm not going to pick a side. Um, they'll tell you that, well, no, we're just giving you the truth. You want the truth. <laughs> right. What they really want is they want to sell more products. And their goal is to package their message in such a way that it appeals to a particular base so they can sell more product. It's what every station does on TV. It's what every, you know, it's the reason why they make TV shows, right? I mean, there is the, the sort of artistic thing of, of kind of, but really they're they're trying to make money. Everybody's trying to make money. And one of the problems, of course, in the news media is, is, is when the profit 
you know, the focus for profit became the most important thing. It's, it's radically changed what's delivered. But it doesn't end there. I remember uh, some years ago, I was playing Xbox with my nephew. And uh, I was like, hey, have you told your mom about the parental controls? <laughs> He's like, shh, don't tell her. Don't tell her. But the Xbox, the PlayStation, they're also, they can be like drugs insofar as they consume a person's entire focus and attention. The internet as well. I remember, I'm old enough to remember uh, growing up when I'd call my girlfriend, I should say plural, girlfriends, um, that, that's a joke, but uh, you know, I had the, we had the push button phones. We actually early on had the rotary phone, but you know, we got the push button phones, which was quite an advancement in telephone technology. But one of the things we had with the receiver, you have, used to have to, for all of you young ones out there, you've probably seen it in, in old shows or something, but you'd have a receiver and a cord to the unit where you would punch the number in. Anyway, uh, my sister and I got my mother to buy one of those really long cords so you could take the phone all the way into the other room and talk to your girlfriend or boyfriend without being bothered until your mother picked up the other line and started to eavesdrop, of course. Um, it was much harder then. I mean, even then, right, there was this sort of desire uh, to, to have something uh, to have this kind of communication, but it was, it was so different that it couldn't sort of consume you as it can today. And so I think one thing we, we really want to look at is our consumption of media. Now, how much does that take away our focus from family, from real relationships, from real engagement in in communication with, you know, real living people right there in front of you, with your family, with your, your parents, with your children. And parents, just so you know, there are all kinds of ways to shut that stuff off. Uh, it, whether it's an iPhone, there are parental controls. Whether it's, you know, Xbox or PlayStation, you can, you can limit time. One of the best things, parents are always looking for, uh, all the teens are going to hate me, but Parents are always looking for ways to have some kind of leverage, you know, to get their kids to engage or, or do chores. It's very easy to just shut your internet off. I, they, they all have apps for it. You can just click, no more internet until you take the garbage out, etc. There's all kinds of ways of doing that. The other thing to look at, though, even not, not just as, as sort of a punishment, but I think it would be healthy for everyone to, to, to look at, okay, how much engagement do I and, and our children have with all of this technology? And if I take it away such that it ruins their life, perhaps it has become a drug. If we remove it from our own lives, can we live without it? And why can't we live without it? I mean, not forever, because these are not inherently bad things, I don't think, but if we can't take a break, then perhaps we're a little bit more dependent than we ought to be. And what would be the value of a break? Because why take a break unless there's value? It's difficult to hear the Lord when we're so distracted, when we have all of this other stuff going on. 
we're, we're, we're sort of in this, you know, media consumption society where we're, we're constantly engaged. I remember there was one time I was going without my phone and I was standing uh, at the metro. Um, this is another city, but, you know, waiting for the train. And, you know, I'm waiting for the train. I didn't have my phone, so I'm just looking around because you do. What else are you going to look at? And everybody else, there's 100, 200 people down there. I don't know. Everybody else was doing this. And I thought, it's just kind of an interesting take on society that we don't talk to each other. We're just doing this. Everybody's just doing this. I mean, I've been to, I'll just be honest, I've been to different family get-togethers and, and I've looked around and everybody's doing this. Why are we doing this? We're here. There's no engagement. Something is being lost also in our interpersonal relationships. Okay. So I think it's healthy for us to be self-critical about this dynamic in our lives, to look at how these things, not bad in themselves, but how we can make them bad by our attachment. And our attachments could be to many different things. But if there's any attachment that takes us so far away that we become deaf to what God is trying to communicate to us, then it's a problem. If there's any of these attachments that isolate us from our family, from our, from our parents or from our children or from our friends, then there, there's an issue. There's something that needs to be looked at. But mostly, we're told today that God is inviting us. He's not going to make us, but God is inviting us, right? We have these these disciples who ask the Lord, where are you staying? And he says, come and see. Come and see. So let us consider what more God might have for us. And what if we just went and saw? What if we decided to change a little bit to see what, what might be, behold us as we grow more and more deeper into our relationship with Jesus? Please stand.